Okay, let's get it. It is Locked on LSU, your team every day. Presented by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST. And right here for the Locked On LSU podcast every Monday through Friday. We um, have a, a new road in Baton Rouge, honored uh, honoring Joe Burrow. Talk about that in a sec. Also, LSU continues riding their heater on the recruiting trail. They pick up a five-star linebacker. We'll tell you about him. And uh, we'll start, though, with the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, who over the weekend was a guest on Marty and McGee on ESPN Radio, talking about what everybody's talking about, the possibility of college football going off and in what form or fashion. So it's worth noting that today, Monday, as we record this, the SEC athletic directors are all meeting in person in Birmingham today. This will be the first in-person meeting for the ADs since the shutdown back in March. Now, this meeting had previously been scheduled, but naturally it follows what we learned late last week, which is that the Big Ten and subsequently the Pac-12 have decided to go with conference-only schedules. Now, Greg Sankey has been pretty uh, consistent here that um, they're not following a timeline based on other conferences. Reality is we, we are where we've been communicating, I would say, since mid-March. And what I've tried to do is both keep a focus on what's ahead, but provide reality. You know, I'm going to focus on preparing to play the season as scheduled, but acknowledge the circumstances around the coronavirus, COVID-19, are going to guide us in that decision-making. And, and the reality right now is the trends in our region and our nation are not uh, downward, if you will, not in the positive direction for being able to have normal experiences. So Greg Sankey said a couple of things there. First is that they're preparing to have a season as normal, which is exactly what, say, the NFL has done all along with the idea that you adjust as you go along, as need be. And that's worked up until this point for the NFL. But Sankey also said there that you know the reality is we've seen an uptick in cases and there's concern there, something that he elaborated on. High to very high. I look at the numbers every day, and the important issue is not just numbers or looking at numbers. It is trying to understand and comprehend, and that's where literally you want experts you know, moving you away from the scroll or the titles at the bottom of the TV screen or the interviews of this expert or that and find people. And we put a medical advisory group together in early April with the question of what do we have to do to get back to activity? And they've been a big part of the conversation. But the direct reality is not good. You can't mitigate and eliminate every risk, but how do you minimize the risk? And we are, we are running out of time to correct and get things right. All of those sentiments are very real and very valid. It's also worth noting that therein, Greg Sankey did say in talking to experts, it's impossible to eliminate every risk, but how do you mitigate it and make it as safe as possible? So the guys also asked Greg Sankey what other leagues he has spoken with. I have a stack of and a return to activity, return to play, return to practice protocols from every different league imaginable on my desk that I've read through. And it's not the most exciting reading, but <laughs> it is informative. And both of those are indications of paying attention. And then 
uh, the opportunity to talk to people in the NBA and the NHL and Major League Baseball and in NASCAR. Um, so I've had those those four um, competitive endeavors. Some of my staff have talked to PGA Tour staff just to learn uh, what they're learning. I think we can all agree that gathering all necessary information is a good thing, and it sounds like that's what the SEC is doing, and in large part what today's meeting in Birmingham will be, an opportunity for all the athletic directors to get together share ideas and share information that they've gathered to see where everybody stands on the coming football season. But Sankey did reiterate one thing, that the SEC is not going to make a decision based on what other leagues are doing. What I was told by a biostatistician at the University of South Carolina, she said to me in early April, take as long as you need to make major decisions or as long as you can, because Every day you're going to have more and more information, and that literally is playing out in front of us every day. And that's why I don't feel any pressure, per se, because of somebody else's decisions. We're trying to make the right decisions for, for us, for the Southeastern Conference. We want to do it with the best information. It does have an impact because I've said publicly we're all linked um, nationally, so when other people make decisions, yep, there's there's an impact. But also we're going to, going to look at our situation and make a decision that's appropriate for the Southeastern Conference and most importantly for the health of our student-athletes. And that mindset right there is why every fan shouldn't react uh, emotionally to the decisions a week ago because the reality is still six weeks from the projected start of the season. And while that's certainly not six months, like whenever everything started back in March, six weeks is still plenty of time as we've seen as things unfold every day, how different might our world be six weeks from now? Um, it's certainly worth keeping an eye on what's going to come out of the meetings in Birmingham today, and we'll have a full recap on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. Here we're brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, all the parts your car will ever need. It's simple, y'all. Go to RockAuto.com. If you love to work on vehicles, maybe you're restoring old cars or you know someone who is, put this bug in their ear and let them know that Rock Auto exists. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. It's simple. Uh, all you do is you select the make, the model, the year. You continue narrowing down on the left side. You'll see the list, all the different makes. Select make, model, year, whatever specific part you're looking for, and then boom, it'll spit it out, get a price, order delivered right to you. It's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Again, rockauto.com, rockauto.com, and tell them Locked On sent you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, the Tigers did it again. They continue riding a heater on the recruiting trail. On Sunday, Greg Penn III out of Maryland, an inside linebacker, 6'1", 225, the 10th best player in Maryland, the ninth best linebacker in all of the country. 
He is a four-star recruit, the number 183 overall prospect in the country. He pops and picks LSU. So now the Tigers are at 16 commits for the class of 2021. Still nine more spots to go. And it's amazing when you look at this rundown. Again, three players from Louisiana, but we go over and over it again. Three from Texas, two from Florida, two from Georgia, one from California, one from Maryland, one from Michigan, one from Mississippi, one from Ohio, one from Virginia. Ed Ogeron is going around the country and cherry-picking the best athletes and best prospects possible. And they did it again with another out-of-state prospect here with Greg Penn III out of Maryland. Again, LSU was very heavy in the Maryland, D.C. area a year ago. They got Jordan Tolles, the five-star safety, out of the Maryland area, out of the D.C. area last year. Now you look at uh, Greg Penn III as a part of this class, and it's not just Greg Penn III from that area. Naquan Brown out of Virginia has already popped for LSU, and I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see more prospects from that area that LSU is very much in on. As for Penn, he stopped by off the bench with Jordy Collada and T-Bob Bear on Monday. And T-Bob Bear on Monday. You know, Coach O and the staff, Coach Bellini, I just felt comfortable. My family was comfortable. We connected well. I just thought it was a great fit. Speaking of, Bo Pelini, here's what Greg Penn said that he likes about LSU's defensive coordinator. He's just a straight-up guy, and I love that about him. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. He's not going to uh, go He's going to be straight up with you. He's not going to lie to you. And he was honest the whole process, and I really appreciated that. He told me I was his number one guy, and I felt that. Me and my family felt that. And the things I hear about him, read articles about him, it's just that's the type of guy I want to play for. Of course, Greg Penn's also gotten to know Ed Ogeron, and he talked about his developing relationship with LSU's head coach. It was great. Um when, when I went down for the visit, Coach O, me and Coach O, my dad, we had a talk. He he really just loved how, how I play the game of football, how I am as a person, and things like that. Um, When I told him I was coming, he was ecstatic. Coach O was a loud dude, but he was really loud when I told him I was coming. But, yeah, um, our relationship is great. He, he can't wait to get me down for an official so I can try some crawfish. We talked a good bit during quarantine about how many of these prospects aren't going to have the opportunity – to take visits because we're in a recruiting dead period until at least September 1. So for many of these high school athletes, that'll be when their season starts. And some of them can't make visits, especially long distance visits during their high school season. So sometimes that's been an impediment as coaches have tried to recruit certain players. But the good news for LSU is that Penn has already visited LSU. As a matter of fact, he was in town last year for the Florida game. I went to the Florida game this past Mm -hmm. year with my dad and the atmosphere was crazy. We really loved it. I loved the way the defense was playing with Coach Aranda and I could just see myself playing there. It, I, I really loved it down there. The academics are great. They have a great business school. Everything everything just fit with what I with what I, with I wanted what I want to do with uh, my career. And this will be music to Ed Ogeron's ears and basically every LSU fan as we talked about LSU's had a bunch of success recruiting in the D.C. metro area, and the guys asked Greg Penn why. Why is a team from Baton Rouge having so much success recruiting the D.C. area? You just can't go wrong with LSU. For my part, the way they're putting the linebackers in the league right now, they're LBU, they yeah. on top. I just, I, I really want to play with Coach Pelini. I love the way he coaches, and the 
four three defense think I think that fits me well and I'm just so excited. I can't wait to get started. We talk often about the brand of LSU. It's one thing for me to say it. It's one thing for Ed Ogeron to say it. It's another for one of the best linebacker prospects in the country to say it the day after he pops for LSU and recruiting for the class of 2021. Tigers get another big one inside linebacker, Greg Penn the third, and we have talked about often switching from a 3-4 to a 4-3. The two spots that are impacted most, obviously, are inside linebacker and defensive end because when you're in a 3-4 and you're recruiting those sort of tweener outside linebackers, you got to get bigger defensive ends that maintain that athleticism and you got to have those thumpers in the middle that can go one-on-one with SEC interior offensive linemen, shed blocks, and and make plays. And looks like they got one in Greg Penn, who entering his senior season's already at 6'1", 225. And you better believe Tommy Moffitt will get his hands on and put some more uh, some more size on that frame. So, uh, Greg Penn, the third, he pops for LSU over the weekend. Tigers now at 16 commits. They're ranked fifth nationally for the class of 2021 with still nine spots to go, including some of the biggest prospects in the state of Louisiana. Okay, it is the Locked In LSU podcast, your team every day. Joe Burrow with yet another honor. We'll tell you about it next. Locked On LSU, your team every day. Wrapping up another edition of the Locked On LSU podcast presented by Rock Auto, your team every day. If you've not done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. That's just a gigantic help. If you could rate us on iTunes, leave a review. We just really appreciate you for us spending and roughly 20 minutes or so a day with us here, getting the latest on the Fighting Tigers of LSU. So over the weekend, uh, there were these internet uh, rumors that there was a Burrow Road in Baton Rouge. So Sunday decided, I'll take a drive. My, my little boy likes to ride in the car, so he's six years old. Put him in his car seat, and we started driving. We always like to go drive through campus just because it's, it's scenic, if you're familiar with Baton Rouge, of course, around Highland Road and around campus. And on a beautiful day, it's just a great place to go for a drive. So... I said, let me go see if I can find Burrow Road. So headed down Stanford to uh, to LSU Avenue, kind of weaved through some of those streets, got up to Highland Road, still didn't see it, hung a left on Highland. I'll be darn right there on the right, almost like a, a beacon light was the blue street sign, Burrow Road. It looks like a, a new home has been built, and you just, you'll see this oftentimes in rural areas where if a home's built and there's a side street access, they name the street. Well, Clearly, there was a new home built there, and there was side street access, and I guess they petitioned to have the road named Burrow Road. So right there at the intersection of Highland Road and Burrow Road, just south of LSU Avenue, I mean, just south of the south gates of LSU on Highland Road is Burrow Road. And as many, I tweeted a picture of it, and as many astute um, uh, uh, Twitterers have pointed out, it will probably be the most stolen sign in Baton Rouge. Not that I'm advocating for stealing a street sign. And it's not something that initially I thought of, but once it was mentioned to me, I realized that, yes, college-age Matt Moscona would have definitely been stealing Borough Road sign. So good luck to those who live on Borough Road in keeping that sign because it'll probably end up in many dorm rooms and, and uh, man caves throughout the greater Baton Rouge area over the course of time. But Joe Borough Road, just another honor for uh, the Heisman-winning quarterback from LSU. All right, that's going to do it for us. Y'all have a great day. It's Locked on LSU, presented by Rock Auto, your team every day.